Today's show is brought to you by Takamini Guitars. Check them out online at takamini.com. Welcome to this episode of Under the Marquee, coming to you from Nightbird Recording Studios in the underground of the Sunset Marquee Hotel in West Hollywood, California. My name is Chris Cope, and I've been producing an acoustic showcase called Live at Sunset Marquee for the past 10 years. The show features some of the best independent artists from around the country, and we just happen to have one of those here with us today. Uh, My guest today is Hamish Anderson. Hello. Hello. Welcome. How are you doing? That's very quiet. Yeah, I can't really it's hear you. Very well. soft. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Our engineers. Is this work or is this just no, the engineers will take care of it. That's much better. It's just like being in a real recording studio. Yeah. Everything works. <laughs> <laughs> everything works. It's always a good thing. Especially here at Nightbird. They, they do a great job with everything. Yeah. So welcome to my podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're very welcome. Thanks for playing Live at Sunset Marquee so many times. <laughs> Again, thank you for having me. I love it. You are quite an accomplished musician. I've known you for quite a few years now. Yeah, I think it must be four or five years, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I've always been impressed with your music. And like every year, I, I get to hear you uh, again and again, and it just gets better and better. And, Thank uh, you. It's always trying to get better and just keep improving. And Yeah. yeah. And you've been touring a lot. Yeah, it's uh, it's been really good, especially the past. I guess I came over to the States like, Five years ago, I guess this is the fifth year, yeah. and especially the past three years have been really, you know, the touring and all those things have kind of gone up a little bit, which is good, and it's just been great. Yeah. yeah. So you are originally from where in Oz? Uh, from Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah. Um, and for those Americans, it's not pronounced Melbourne. I know you nailed it. I, well, I've been there, so yeah. I was schooled when I was there. there They're like, go, it's it not Melbourne, it's Melbourne. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, which by the way, uh, I've been to Sydney and mm-hmm. Melbourne and, um, I, I really feel like Sydney is a little bit like New York and, and LA kind of yeah. mashed together and sometimes the, not the best parts, but no, I'm just kidding. It's good. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm really, really kidding. I love Sydney. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed my time in Melbourne cause in the evenings I would just walk up and down the streets. I was by myself and I would hear live music yeah. emanating from the alleys. Yeah. Like laneways and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. That's laneways. A big, yeah. yeah. Melbourne has a big like laneway culture and even like, you know, all the laneways have like beautiful graffiti and like yeah, art and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. I was walking down this laneway and um, graffiti all over the place and I walk up and there's this big, huge dude standing at the door mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, I help you. <laughs> Oh, that was a horrible accent. Sorry, but very well done. Um, <laughs> and I said, <laughs> "Yes, hi. Um, I'm from America, and I was wondering if I could listen to music." And he's like, "Come on in!" And he like literally escorts me to the front. Yeah, yeah. And moves some people aside to another part of the table so that he could make space for me. That's awesome. There and you go. That's good hospitality. I know. I was just like, "This is the greatest place on earth." Yeah, it's a good one. And then I got to drink a bunch of beer. And listen to live music, which is my favorite thing in the world to do, which Me is too. why I'm doing this podcast, which is why I do live at Sunset Marquee, which is yeah. why I get to work with amazing artists like yourself. So. I love it. So you're originally from Melbourne. Yeah. And you got started in music out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. Um, I started playing guitar when I was 12. And yeah, kind of my later teens, like when I was finishing school, got more interested in songwriting and singing as well. 
And basically, yeah, for a long time, it was just kind of like, I wanted to be in a band, but I could never find any band members. Like none of my <laughs> friends played instruments. No one I knew played an instrument. My One of my friends is a classical violinist. That's like the only person I knew who yeah. also played an instrument. So it was like, you know, after a lot of stop and start, I just kind of fell into doing the solo thing because I didn't have anyone else to play with. So I just would like, you know, start off playing acoustic in pubs, like three hour sets, doing the usual stuff people do. And and that was great because that was like a crash course and like learning all these songs by like, you know, the Beatles or Dylan or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you just learn all those songs and you kind of break down how songs are written. And that really just like, I just like fell in love with songwriting and just wanted to try and do that. Uh, what's the music scene in uh, Australia like for uh, indie artists as opposed to like how it is out here? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It definitely like Australia and Melbourne particularly has a great music scene. Uh, when I was kind of starting, it was very, there was a lot of kind of like indie type of folky Mumford and Sonsy type, you know, music going on. And then there was also kind of the more like Aussie hip hop, which is just <laughs> hip hop with an Australian accent. But there wasn't like a whole lot of rock kind of happening at that time. Before yeah. a couple of years back when I first started playing guitar, there was because it was like around that time, like 2004 or whatever. It was like Jet, which was a really great oh, yeah. Australian band, and Wolf Mother and The Vines and all these bands and stuff. But around the period, I don't know, when I like was just kind of getting into the music scene, there wasn't really a whole lot of like rock or blues and stuff around what I was around. So there's a great music scene, but there wasn't a huge amount of that. And I think that's what drew me coming here. It was, you know, obviously where I love blues music and blues music is from here and mm. all the stuff I love. And, and out here, there was just like a huge melting pot of music. And strangely enough, a lot of Australians, like I always meet <laughs> Australian musicians out here. here who have come over. And But yeah, Melbourne particularly has a really strong music scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as like um, finding places to play, I mean, they seem to be more receptive to having indie artists play mm-hmm. different things, and and there's a big interest in the community in in finding ind- indie artists. I think yeah. uh, to a larger degree in in places like Oz and Europe, not so much in the United States. I mean, it's a little bit tougher to to try and get good paying gigs out here. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's all different. It's funny, like everywhere you play is kind of different in the way they like treat you and like the way it's all (laughs) set up. Like, it's funny. Like I did Europe for the first time last year and that's like, like promoters there actually promote gigs. So it's like in Australia and in America, like basically if you do a gig, you have to do the work to get people there and sell tickets and whatever. Whereas in Europe, like I go to a town I've never been and there's a bunch of people because the promoters are, you know, constantly like, and people take a chance. They go out, you know, whatever day it is or a band they haven't heard just because they want to see good music. And it's like, it even comes down to like funny stuff like there, like you get a meal wherever you play and all that stuff. And in Australia, like you don't get any of that. Like you just play, maybe get a couple drinks, get out. (laughs) Like (laughs) then America can sometimes be, you can get a meal and stuff. So I don't know. It's funny. I I do think uh, here it's definitely hard, but I've also found that the music community itself is very welcoming of like, indie artists and stuff well that's good to hear yeah yeah do you have favorite venues you play around here um yeah i mean i like the troubadour doing that was like a real 
awesome one because it's just so iconic. It and is like, iconic. It yeah. is an amazing venue and the engineers are fantastic. Yeah, it sounds great. Are great. Yeah. yeah. And I, I hadn't, I'd always wanted to go there, let alone play there. And the first time I got to go there was, I was playing there. So that was just like awesome. And like Hotel Cafe is great. And uh, there's a place we did recently called Gold Diggers, yeah, yeah. Um, which is really good. And it's, I don't know, all those places just kind of have in common that it's like a real music lovers, you know, audience and it sounds great. They treat the bands real good and yeah. they put money into the gear. So it always like, you know, sounds yeah. good. It's not as good as Live at Sunset Marquee though. No, that's, you know, every time I've played <laughs> here, I've had like the ultimate good time. That was fun. It's always fun coming down in here uh, to Nightbird after the shows as well. Yeah, and, and jamming out. A, a few weeks ago, when when you were down here, that was uh, that was a blast. Yeah, that was the first time I think I've done that. And yeah, yeah, it's definitely a good time. Yeah, yeah, good times. Um, none of you are who are listening can do. That. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Maybe you'll get lucky if you mention my podcast uh, and you attend one of our shows. You can come down and jam with us. Don't leave me. with some pretty amazing people as well yeah i've been lucky to uh yeah to get to support like some personal heroes of mine and yeah that's kind of that's definitely i think the the highest part of it is yeah. doing that type of stuff and your favorite now just mention yeah i mean i well i got real lucky like when i first the first year i came out here i got to open for bb king yeah which that for me was just like <laughs> you know it was yeah. like I, I teed that up for you and was waiting for you to yeah. mention bb king <laughs> not that, yeah no it was crazy it was just like yeah it, it was just so surreal like i remember i remember the first time i ever came to the states was 2010 it was just like right out of school i just came over for like two weeks with my parents and we like literally flew to Chicago to see BB King because I was like, I have to see him before <laughs> yeah. you know he's gone. And so then you know, flash forward like four years or whatever it was to be able to open up for him was just crazy. And yeah, that was definitely a real highlight. I got to do a tour with Stephen Stills. Oh wow! Which that was uh, another like you know just grew up loving that music. And, yeah. And then uh, yeah, this year I got to open for Gary Clark Jr. And that was in Australia, so that was like. Gary is a real hero of mine and also being able to do it like back home after being here for so long. And it was just a real, that was, that was probably my favorite 
touring experience I've ever had. Yeah. I uh, actually take a lot of credit for Gary Clark Jr.'s success. <laughs> As you should. I mean, he yeah. says that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, he actually played the first year we did live at Sunset Marquee. I That's remember crazy. it was like October, I think, or something like what that. What year was that? It's 2000. I don't know, it was 2009 or 2010. Wow. I think it had to have been 2010. Wow. Um, and um, yeah, he uh, he sat up on the pool deck and um, sat in a chair, um, pulled out his guitar, and then just jammed for like so 90 cool. minutes. Yeah. Um, and uh, and we've actually got some of those recordings. Oh, nice. Yeah. And awesome. if he wants them, he can buy them from me. There you go. <laughs> At a very reasonable <laughs> At a price. A very reasonable yeah. price. Yeah. No, I'm a big fan of Gary Clark Jr. as well. And yeah. um, I've uh, I've seen him play at South by Southwest and a couple of other shows as well. And uh, yeah, he's, he's fantastic. I think actually um, your manager... What's her name? Kristen. I think it's Kirsten or Kirsten, Crystal or something. Yeah. <laughs> she's here in the studio. Yeah. She's foaming at the mouth. Yeah. Um, she's a big fan of them as well, and she's uh, introduced me to some of their manager people. Yeah. She's done a great job for you. Yeah, that was one of those things that like. Um, it's hard to find a good manager. It right? is. That's you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's definitely nice when you have someone that you trust and you can just. You know, most musicians aren't good at anything other than music. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Let alone like, trust. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like business stuff or whatever. So it's nice being able to focus on that. I think it's important to have people around, you know, like yourself and Kristen and everyone who are just people that you trust who are looking out for you. And, you know, it's always nice building a little community. And that's what LA has been great to me. And, you know, I've had some shitty experiences, but for the most part, it's really been good people and, you know, just building a nice little community. Yeah, that's cool. And you're uh, getting ready to go out on tour, right? The end of this month? Yeah. Yeah, I guess in like uh, two weeks, I guess, or less maybe. And you're heading like to Europe again, right? Yeah. So yeah. we did Europe for the first time last year, which was really cool. Um, and yeah, we're going back and it's like it's like a month or maybe more of just like night after night after night, night, after night shows. So <laughs> yeah, it'll definitely be straight into the fire. But yeah, it's yeah. exciting. Yeah, that's 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 kind of cool though. I mean, to not yeah. have that downtime and just kind of go straight through. Yeah, exactly. It's nice. Like it's like you know, with music, it's either like you're so busy that you feel like it'll never end, and it's just like all at once, or you're just like sitting around <laughs> like waiting for stuff to happen. So I like being busy. So and it's... then you're calling up Chris and saying, "What are you doing for yeah, me?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when am I playing at Sunset Marquee? So, yeah. So it's great. I'm looking forward to just night after night. You know, you get in a groove as well, which is sure. great. And yeah, it's just it's just that's the you know. That's the ultimate goal is those two hours or whatever you get to play. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a special feeling. I can, yeah. I can only imagine. Um, you um, have kind of been known more on the bluesy rock side. You've actually referenced that quite a few times, mm -hmm. but um, you're pretty diverse in terms of genres of music you, you play. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I think it's just because all my heroes and the people that like I really admire like that was always a part of it. Like I, you know, I love Eric Clapton and Neil Young and the Stones and, and all these people that like, it was so diverse mm -hmm. what they did. And it was like, you know, you had the, the blues rock and roll side and they could also do like the acoustic singer songwriter stuff. And mm -hmm. I just kind of, everything I liked, all the records I liked, like Exile Main Street or the White Album, whatever. It's just such a wide variety of styles that I just... I, I was always drawn to that and I love the blues more than anything. Everything I 
do and like my brain is like blues based so yeah. it's like it all comes from that but then i you know i really love folk music and soul music and rock and roll and, and it's all just really rock and roll at the end of the day it's just like yeah. country and everything <laughs> just kind of goes into this big stew yeah and comes out as rock and roll but yeah. yeah you um i'm holding your latest album out of my head um what 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 seeped out of your head lots of stuff the songs came out of my head <laughs> i'm trying to get out of my head not worry so much yeah sometimes i'm out of my head too much drink it's everything it's just all <laughs> combined drink <laughs> <laughs> everything which album is this like how many of this is my second album. second album yeah. yeah okay and this came out about when uh may yeah it's out of may yeah okay yeah. Um, and I have the vinyl, so I hope you're all jealous. There you go. Um, and it's autographed as well, because <laughs> Hamish is going to be super famous one day. Because I do that for artists, just so you know. I love this album. I've actually listened to it quite a bit. Thank um, you. I don't listen to the radio a lot anymore. I listen to the artists that play live at Sunset Marquee, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. But um, we're going to play a track from this, and that is You Give Me Something. Yes. And tell me why you'd like us to play this track today. Well, I think this, uh, the album kind of basically, like I was talking about, shows those two sides a lot. I think more than anything I've done, this very much shows the like, this song in particular is the very heavy blues, rock, fuzzy, like rock and roll stuff. And then like today when I play, it'll be the other side, which is the more kind of acoustic, sensitive. Oh. Yeah, I'm so sensitive. I'm just so sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's uh, let's go ahead and cue that up, and then we'll have you play some baby-making music later. There you go. Give me something I don't want to explain. Yeah. 
pretty cool thanks <laughs> uh inspiration behind music anything like personal or is it just like a feeling is it you know how do you write songs um it's all those things i mean for me a lot of it i think is personal like uh i don't know i find songwriting definitely more than anything very cathartic and just like kind of helps me work through things i'm trying to work through like you know there's <laughs> relationship stuff or friendship stuff yeah. or you know just make sense of stuff and yeah, it kind of, I don't know, it just comes from everywhere, I think. Yeah, for sure, yeah. yeah. You have, are you working on a new album right now, or what are your plans in that regard? No, I think just because, I think now the next thing I'd like to do, which would probably end up being next year, would be like a live album. Oh, cool. Um, like a really good, proper live album, because I have one live album that was like from a couple of years ago, which the audio's like from like a camera, like it's very like rough. It turned out good, surprisingly, but it's like, I'd like to do a proper live album because like yeah i still like i love the stones get your yaya's out and bb king live at the regal and it's kind of like a lost art like the live album yeah and um, yeah we've been recording like we could recorded the whole gary tour we got all the audio and uh, europe that we did last year and yeah it's it's cool having that stuff and then kind of shifting through it and finding the best you know how it differs from night to night yeah and sifting through and editing all of that audio is going to be a lot of fun yeah exactly <laughs> going through hours and hours of the same song but yeah i think that would be that's the next thing i'd like to do yeah that's um it's interesting that you you mentioned that and uh there are a couple of artists that have been doing that for quite some time yeah. i always uh think of dave matthews like yeah, in yeah. the 90s and 2000s they were the highest grossing band and they did a great job at, at taking their live albums from a particular concert yeah. and creating a live album out of it. And as a fan, you know, you're there and you're like, oh, my God, I got to get that album because yeah. I was there. And um, it's cool it, to hear how the songs like change, like, you know, like songs that maybe are like three minutes on the album become 13 minutes right. live. And just all those cool, you know, <laughs> yeah. things that doing different versions of different songs and stuff. And it's just, yeah, I've always loved that. Yeah, that's um, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I think you should definitely do that. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> you're going to play a song for us today. Yes. And um, it's acoustic, yep. so you're not wailing away. I will not be guitar. rocking out. You no. will not be rocking out. I'll be very softly 
So do you um, describe this song, though? I mean, is it more of a bluesy song? Is it more of a rocker song? I mean, I know it's acoustic, mm-hmm. but I mean, that doesn't mean anything. It's a little bit bluesy. It's uh, it's kind of like a finger-picking type thing that I was listening, like, I think uh, to a lot of, like, J.J. Kale stuff and, um, and even Blackbird by the Beatles. It has a kind of similar, like, using, it's a little bit technical, but using two fingers for the voicings of the chords and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was something that it was one of the first songs I wrote that ended up going on the new album. And uh, yeah, it just it kind of felt like it had a a bluesy influence to it, but it, I definitely wouldn't call it a blues song. So it was maybe maybe like breaking a little bit of new ground for me. Okay, and yeah. the name of the song? That's called Happy Again. All right, check check. I feel I can make it through tomorrow. Some days I 
images hard to see The days won't all be like me I definitely feel happy again. <laughs> the product works. It works. <laughs> it really, really works. That was amazing. Um, yeah, you uh, just get better and better every single year. I'm uh, super impressed. It. And uh, you know, but it it uh, it's interesting because I have a lot of independent artists, indie artists that come through live at Sunset Marquee, and I hear a lot of music. Sometimes I hear these artists and I think, wow, they're they're really good, but they're raw. Mm -hmm. And if they just work, you know, a little bit harder on their vocals, get a, even a vocal coach and yeah. tell them, you know, like I hear a lot of them that, you know, they don't push themselves. Mm -hmm. And I know just by listening to them that they have that that ability. And um, and then I never hear from them again. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like they don't want my opinion. I don't understand that. No, but um, there are a lot of them. And I, and I I get that they become a little bit jaded and they lose their uh, their momentum or their uh, their drive. Um, what keeps that burning for you? Yeah, I think I've just, I think when I discovered music, I, I was always interested in like arts, like I loved mm -hmm. film and, and writing and stuff. But when I discovered music, kind of everything else just went out the door. Like it all became about music. And I still feel that way, that it's just like, it's the only thing that like motivates me and just makes me... I don't know where the drive comes from, but I know that that music is just the only thing that I care so much about that I'll think about from the second I wake up until yeah. the second I go to bed. And it's just, it's just like you said, like just always trying to get better. Like it's just this thing of like constantly trying to, you know, write better songs or become a better guitar player or develop my voice more or whatever. It's just, it's stuff that I'm always thinking about and always working on and I don't know. It, it's just, I think also it's like whenever like you play, you always like be like, tonight it's going to be the perfect show and I'm going to like nail everything. And that never happens, but that's the thing that keeps you like every time, yeah. like every time before I play, I'm like, this is going to be the perfect thing and I'm going to, you know, whatever. And it's that thing of that you never quite get there. I think that just hopefully, I think it probably just goes forever. And that's like, you know, what keeps driving you to want to do better. And you don't think that um, you'd ever be satisfied in a, in a in a real job or, no, no, no you know what that's that's the wrong word to use because <laughs> you know it's funny because people throw that term no, around is, a lot yeah, totally. it's like oh you don't you don't have a real job it's like no it's a real job yeah and um and it's interesting because you know people say hey how much can i get you know uh, somebody to come in and do a show for me mm. you know it's like well you, you got to pay them you yeah, know yeah. it's like you they're artists and yeah. um it, you know you work for a living you don't expect to work for free so yeah but um, so you do have a real job, but <laughs> like once you discovered music, I mean, did it just it was that sense of clarity that, you know, like there is nothing in the world I ever want to do again. Yeah, very much wow. so that it was just like, yeah, I, I can remember. the. I feel cheated, by the way, because I never had that. I don't know. It's so. funny. I think I, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I think especially when people are really young, it's like it's like at school, like you, there's like, there's the people that know exactly what they want to do. Yeah. And it's like, whatever, all that is the people that there's nothing wrong with it, but it takes a long time to figure out, you know, what exactly is the thing that they want to do. And I just felt like with music, it was like, I feel like the whole point of like being alive is to express yourself through something that you, 
it's, you know, what you do and what speaks to you. And that was just like, I felt like I, I'm very lucky that I found that very early on. And I just feel very lucky that I've been able to pursue doing it. And I still feel as obsessed and inspired by music as I did. You know, I remember when I was 12 years old and I heard Back in the USSR. And that was like the <laughs> moment when I was like, I want to play guitar. I never thought about guitar before that. Never really, you know, music was just like, I listened to like what my sister was listening to. So it was like Good Charlotte. <laughs> like, I don't know if I like that, but I just <laughs> listened Charlotte. to it because it was like. She's older than you, I take it. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. just like hanging around. But like, that was the moment that like everything for me. And it's the same thing. Like, I remember when I heard Layla and whole lot of love and you know robert johnson or all these things mm-hmm. that it was just like it just like stirred up something inside me that's still it's the stuff i'm still obsessed with yeah i heard, definitely heard some uh, clapton influence in that last yeah one. you mentioned that as well yeah he's a he's been a big one that's and that was very much like it was like clapton and hendrix and those people because they were guitar players singers and songwriters yeah that, like originally like i didn't really have a desire to sing but no one else would sing <laughs> so it was like someone had to do it. So I was like, I'll just do it. And now it's it's like I I feel equally passionate about singing as I do any of the other, you know, guitar playing or songwriting or whatever. So tell me why you sound like an American when you sing. But <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, Have you ever yeah. noticed that, though? Yeah, it's like funny. all artists, it, it doesn't matter where you're from. When you sing, you sound American. Yeah, and it's very rare to find an artist that sings, like sounds the way they talk. Yeah. Like there's very few, like Levon Helms, one example of he sings like he talks. Absolutely. But it's very rare. And yeah, I think it's because I was, I was so obsessed with American music, like Chuck Berry and blues stuff and whatever, that that's just, it just crept in. Like, it's like, I wasn't really (laughs) listening to Australian music. Like it was like, and I, I don't know, I find it when people sing with like these super exaggerated Australian accents, that really bugs me. (laughs) I can't take it. Like, I know it's like, just, just stop. Yeah. It's like listening to Mick Jagger. Like he sounds like American and it's weird thinking that he's like, you know, this English kid and they sound like, you know, some crazy, just, um, you know, yeah. Typical, yeah. Typical American. Yeah. Made kind of guy. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned uh, the stones. They are, are, are very bluesy. Mm. In fact, they, I think, there was a comment I read somewhere that they really wanted to be a blues band, yeah, but they couldn't because they knew that wouldn't make ends meet. Yeah, so exactly. they decided to go the rock route. I don't know, you know, they you could argue they were successful uh, with the <laughs> with the rock route, but yeah. um, uh, it's it's always interesting to me. I hear a lot of rock bands, you know, make that comment like, mm. oh, "I would rather do blues." Yeah, I mean, because really, at the end of the day. Blues is the best genre of music in the world. Yeah, and it's the root of all of it. Like, I still think of, like, they are, like, to me, the Stones are my favorite band. They're the greatest rock and roll band in the world. But, like, I Sorry, still Beatles them, fans. Yeah, I love you the lose. Beatles, too. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah but, uh, but is, they're not the rock. Yeah. They're not I the still Stones. think of them as a blues band. Like, it's, like, yeah. all those... That's the thing about, like, with rock and roll, like, Keith Richards talks about and all these people do, that the role is the blues. So, it's, oh, like... Yeah. It kind of changed in, like, the... I don't know, like, the mid-70s, the 80s, when, like, bands like Guns N' Roses and whatever they're kind of, I think of that more as a rock band. Yeah. Whereas like the Stones and Zeppelin and the, you know, whoever like the faces or whatever, that's <laughs> like rock and roll. Like I see our engineers shaking his head. He's like, like a green. Oh, good. He was yeah, like, no, no, it's all no. wrong. No, yeah. you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You <laughs> stupid Oz. Chuck, it's your cousin Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, uh, yeah, so that's really cool. Um, you uh, have your music up online on Spotify and other music services, yeah. iTunes? Yeah, it's yeah. all basically my website's hamishandersonmusic.com. And creative. Hamish is spelled H-A-M-I-S-H. Yep. So Hamish Anderson, hamishandersonmusic.com. Yeah, and that's got all the, you know, you can buy vinyl or you can go to Spotify and all that stuff. And um, I believe you have a video or two up on Live at Sunset Marquee. Yes. The great, I, you know what, we only started doing that what what aj like three or four years ago or something like that three years ago and um man that is just so much fun oh it's reliving those uh those opportunities and um it always just sounds amazing and looks amazing and it's just like it's awesome doing that and having that little time capsule of you know yeah when we talk about live stuff like it's just like so great having that stuff there and and it just always is you know turns out great yeah it's um it's a good time we um we put a lot of uh smart and capable people on our shows to make sure that they come out really well yeah Uh, but um that's a good team all right so are you playing any gigs coming up soon or are you just chilling until you leave for for europe yeah nothing before europe but then hopefully um hopefully november before i head back to australia for the christmas and stuff Mm -hmm. i think we're going to try and do one more la play to kind of finish off the year right on yeah We'll be looking forward to that, and we'll obviously find it up on your website. Yeah, it'll be. I don't know when this will air. I don't know what time this is, <sighs> where we are, what date this is. But yeah, <laughs> no, we can't Whether give it's away the, the past date. or it's the future. But it's yeah. it's uh, it was recorded today. Yeah. yeah, you're listening to it live. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we play like especially LA now. Like always, always playing. Yeah. For those of you checking in today, thank you very much. My guest today was Hamish Anderson. Thank you very much. Thanks, Say uh, say goodbye, Kristen. Very well done. Very well done. That's a wrap on this episode of Under the Marquee. To hear more great music from other independent artists, visit us at live at sunsetmarquee.com, where you can also RSVP for one of our upcoming shows. I'm your host, Christopher Cope, and remember, the best music in the world is seldom heard between 88 and 108.